Welcome to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Monday, February 10th. We are live for Championship Monday here at the Division I Women's ITA National Indoor Championships. Before we talk about how we got to this point, how we set up our finals match, want to remind you listeners that today's Mini Break podcast is brought to you by our friends by Diadem. Diadem on the forefront of racket and string technology innovations in tennis going on right now. We know their products endorsed by professional players such as Sekou Bangora, Carousel. It's good enough for the pros. It's certainly good enough for us tennis uh, playing fans. And I promise you, you will enjoy the rackets. The, the stick you choose, one of the most personal choices you can make as a tennis player. You use our promo code CR50. You can get 50% off your first your first order and every order of diadem gear so go give them a try we promise you will enjoy that but with that in mind it's seriously been a fantastic weekend of tennis here the top 16 programs in the country 16 of the top 20 however you want to look at it coming together for one spectacular weekend of tennis three days in a row of eight matches on Friday Saturday and Sunday really got to learn a lot about these top teams the pecking order heading into the meat of this 2020 dual match season let's start with our two teams making the finals and our first semifinals yesterday was an all ACC battle between the UNC uh, Tar Heels and the Duke Blue Devils Look, when these two teams know each other intimately, they played three times last year. Duke winning, uh, Duke winning, excuse me, the Tar Heels winning 4 0, 4 1, and 4 2. A lot of returners for this UNC team. They've been around the block, they've played the Blue Devils many times, so they were not. I I suppose, uh, nervous or at all intimidated. That's the word I was looking for by the stage in seniors, Alexa Graham, Sarah Davitella, McKenna Jones. These are people who have only made the national indoor finals in their time at Chapel Hill. This Tar Heel team made the indoor finals the last five years. They've won the title two of the past five. And you could see that experience, the way they came out in doubles. UNC hopping out to leads at number three. I believe they were up 5-2 there. Ultimately, Cameron Mora, Elizabeth Scotty uh, were not, they, they ended up fighting, uh, their Duke opponents ended up fighting back, but they held on to that lead for a 6-4 victory. And then on our broadcast court, we were featured, uh, got to feature a really fun match between number six team in the country, Sarah Davitella, Alexa Graham, and the number 10 singles player in the country, Kelly. Kelly Chen with exciting freshman number 17 singles player Chloe Beck. You have to imagine the reason that team's not ranked yet because of the fact uh, that, that they just didn't play together that much in the fall. But Chen and Beck jumped out to an early lead. Chen so rock solid at the at the baseline off of both wings. Solid serve as well. Going to get her return deep in the court. Chloe Beck brought the power. She was big at the net when, uh, you know, because Kelly Chen was able to sustain rallies, go cross court with both Davitella and Graham, who have a plethora of skills themselves. Uh, Beck had chances early on to hit the poach, and when Graham and Davitella would test her going down the line, she would put that volley away, responded well to those early questions. But you can understand why Sarah Davitella and Alexa Graham are the number six team in the country. I've got to see them play three times now. And whether it's from the baseline, the fact that they can both get to the net, they want to get to the net, play two up. But if they're in a one-up, one-back formation, Davitella is going to throw in, taking balls early and hitting them big at you. She's going to dip them at your feet. She's going to throw in the lob for Alexa Graham. She's going to try and run around and hit forehands as often as possible. They're both comfortable hitting swinging volleys as well, both solid overheads. They go down... 
early break, but they get the break back, and they really went on a run to end the match. I think it was four straight games for Davitella and Graham to take a 6-4 lead there. Now, Duke was up 5-2 at the number two position over... Uh, it was Billiken and Chi over the duo of Jones and Sanford for the Tar Heels, and as I mentioned at the beginning, these are two conference foes that are going to see each other multiple times over this season, hopefully for them. This is not the only time they'll play in a national semifinal uh, if you're the coach of either of these teams. But, you know, a fantastic uh, – once UNC got that doubles point, uh, it, it really did feel like they were going to be in control. Just so much depth in their singles lineup. All of their players, you know, Alexa Graham, five of the six ranked in the top 125 of the ITA singles rankings. And, you know, four of six are ranked for Duke. They've got great depth as well, but a lot of that depth, a lot younger players like Yasmin Mansouri, Chloe Beck, uh, who they're relying on, both freshmen or new players to uh, this roster, to this format. And, you know, that's where that UNC experience shown through because at the number two position, Sarah Davitella, who's now 3-0 and on the week, she cruised to a 6-1-6-1 win at the number two singles position, getting a quick second point on the board. But more importantly for the Tar Heels, they come out and win five of six first sets at the two through six positions. That, that match we saw at number one uh, between Kelly Chen and Alexa Graham doesn't finish. It was on serve 5-6, but I believe Chen had a couple of match points uh, as uh, Alexa Graham serving to stay alive. It was a really high level. Chen just so good, though. I mean, she's just so solid. She's good at everything. We've seen a lot of these players I keep mentioning. You can tell who the pros are. Ashley Leahy, pro game, that forehand, that serve. You know, she's 5'11", physically fit. You can just see it. Katerina Jokic, no one here hits the ball harder than Katerina Jokic. Even Alexa Graham, you can see the forehand, the power she plays with. But, I mean, Kelly Chen might be the most rock-solid player I saw all weekend. Such a special talent. Uh, Was really so close to finishing that match. And so Duke should have gotten a point on the board here. They did not. Uh, And it was because McKenna Jones at five singles, former number one singles player for for UNC, I believe she reached number one in the country last year. 6-4, 6-3 over the talented Chloe Beck. And then the big story for the Tar Heels heading into the finals, and uh, something just to keep in mind before we get to that match preview, Allie Sanford, who had lost her first two matches here at six singles. The UNC senior gets her first win of the week, 6-3, 6-1 over Summer Dvorak of Duke. Um, that was big for the Tar Heels because that was their third point on the board, and a lot of these matches started to tighten up. Cameron Mora, uh, Margarita Billiken played a, 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 the longest first set on the match. Mora ended up taking it for UNC, 7-5 in a breaker, and that was sort of the nail in the coffin for the Blue Devils getting UNC that uh, fourth, uh, that fifth, excuse me, first set. Uh, but at five, or at four singles, or at the three singles for more, excuse me, at the four singles position, Elizabeth Scotty and uh, Mibel Chi had just split sets, 6-2 first set for Scotty, but she had fought her way back 7-5. Um, and so, it, you know, it was big that uh, in the end, McKenna Jones, the senior, comes through with the clinch over Chloe Beck because, again, for this Duke team, they were fighting on a couple of courts. And no, there was no path for them to four points today. But, you know, your coach, James Ashworth, you're doing the match calculus moving forward. You do have to like your chances because both of these teams immensely talented. But once again, the Tar Heels move on to the finals. And they're going to face the UCLA Bruins, who once again, Another 4-0 victory for the Bruins. They have yet to drop a point on this 2020 dual match season. 
that's remarkable because it's not as though they've played a cupcake schedule, I suppose, in terms of ITA kickoffs. Minnesota, Loyola Marymount, you expected them to win that. You expected them to beat teams like St. Mary's and UC Santa Barbara. But 4-0 over Illinois, 4-0 over Florida State, fine. When you 4-0 the defending back-to-back national champion Stanford uh, Cardinal, and I know Stanford lost three starters last year, Caroline Lample, uh, Kim Yi, and Melissa Lord. Uh, but that was just a comprehensively dominating performance from the Bruins. And, you know, they have looked so good in doubles all week. And I think the doubles point is going to be so critical to this final because of the depth both teams possess in singles. But the number one team of Alicia Bolton and Jada Hart for the Bruins, number two team in the country, they weren't even tested against Emily Arbuthnot and Angelica Blake for Stanford, who have played two really good matches in the run-up to this one. Uh, and then Abby Forbes and Annette Gola continue uh, their form at the number two doubles position. They win 6-1 over Michaela Gordon, Jenna Shin. But it, that's, it's not It's just, though, that they cruised in doubles at those two flights. I mean, number three, they were up 5-2 as well. The team of Altic and Johnson, 5-2 over Choi and Higuchi, who are ranked number 49 in the country for Stanford. I mean... Coach Sampras-Webster has this team ready to rock and roll. They have truly looked spectacular, and for them, you know, their top three might be the best. In the, you know, they're as good as anyone in the country. UNC and uh, UCLA, their top threes are just different than every other team's here. That's why they're in the finals. That's what separated them. Uh, Alicia Bolton, Michaela Gordon were in a battle at the number one singles position, and that's what you expect when you have two of the top 15 players in the country. You know, 6-3 first set to Bolton. She was really in control. Uh, but Gordon started to find her way at the back end of that first set. Just ground uh, Bolton down for a 6-1 second set. But again, you expect that at the number one. But at the two and three position, Abby Forbes, who knocks off Emily Arbuthnot, who had been 2-0 on the week, uh, played a really good match uh, against Georgia Tech's Victoria Flores, where she had to come back, win multiple deuce points to win that in straights. Uh, but Abby Forbes just demolished her. 6-2-6 love. You know, Forbes, the number five player in the country, the freshman, could be would probably be playing number one at many other schools in this instance. Bolton, the sophomore, uh, getting the slight nod for now. I mean, she's just so impressive. And Sarah Davitella, Abby Forbes, both 3-0 and undefeated. Winner of that match, if their team, and you imagine whoever wins that match, likely does win the dual match. Uh, that's my pick right now if you're going to Vegas for the uh, National Indoors MVP. It's going to be one of these two singles players for either the Tar Heels or the Bruins. Um, or it could also be McKenna Jones. You see a path where UNC wins there, and she gets another win, and so you could see that pathway as well. But also, by the way, Sasha Vagramov, who's clinched all three matches for UCLA. Those would be, you know, it's like Super Bowl MVP odds. Those would be the four. It would be Forbes, uh, probably Forbes and Davitella, both at minus 150. Uh, you then, oh, Jada Hart, you should throw in there. Jada Hart, McKenna Jones, probably both plus. Actually, Jada Hart, probably minus 250. Forbes, uh and Davitel, because that match might not finish, we'll put them even odds. I'll give McKenna Jones plus 250, Sasha Vagramov plus 500, uh, because those have been the most valuable players. Those are the spots where these teams have distinguished themselves. Jada Hart, another dominant performance for her. She was playing number one for this Bruins team last year, uh, and it's you know not her fault that two players just as talented her. It speaks to the option Coach Webster has up top. Uh, but Jada Hart over the freshman, Angelica Blake, 6-2, 6-1, and she just looked so good as well. 
well. So uh, that, I think, you know, the top three, I think Jada Hart, that's got to be a match the Bruins take if they want to beat the Tar Heels later today. Uh, other matches, you know, the Bruins in this one to play a Stanford team that they had beaten them twice, two-time defending national champ. That's their conference foes. Uh, they took you know, all six first sets, and Abby Altick at four was up 6-4, 3-2 when the match finished on Janice Shin, Annette Gulak, a long uh, first set for her, but 7-6, and then 1-2, she's down to Sarah Choi in the second, and it was Sasha Vagramov who once again gets it done for the Bruins, 6-3, 6-3, she's clinched all of their matches, that's been the recipe, two, one of, uh, you know, two of the top three, and then number six plus doubles points, and, you know, that's been, the, for, for the Tar Heels, it's funny because the recipe's been probably two singles five singles and then you know doubles point plus one other so the match calculus for these teams very similar and that gets us to our finals preview and you know after the Australian Open I took some lumps I did call the Djokovic team final Djokovic winning but along the way not a lot of things very right I am you know I, I do feel a little bit now uh Reaffirmed. I do have a little bit more confidence. Uh, it was clear from the get-go that these Bruins, uh, these Tar Heels, they were the two best teams this week. Perhaps it's the indoor format that accentuates that, but the depth these two teams have, one through six, the talent in doubles, the way they close, the way they play aggressive, the physicality each of these players are able to impose on their opponents. Uh, this is going to be a sensational final, and I want to look at the UTR preview uh, just to differentiate between these two teams. And by the way, for the Bruins, uh, I mentioned they're indoors for the Tar Heels. They've been tested this year as well outside of their wins. 4-1 over Arizona State, 4-1 NC State, 4-0 Duke here. They beat Vanderbilt 4-0, uh, 7-0, excuse me, Michigan 4-0, Auburn 4-0, Old Dominion 4-1, uh, Charles Southern, Elan 7-0. I mean, both of these teams have been on fire to start the year, and you look at where they're at UTR-wise. Uh, it's battles throughout the lineups now, as expected at the top, uh, just given their recent forms. Not surprising to learn Alicia Bolton, Abby Forbes, uh, about, you know, both over 0.1 favorites, but right around 0.2 uh, favorites by UTR over Graham and Davitella, respectively. Bolton, 0.21 higher. Uh, she's at 11.96. Alexa Graham, 11.75. Forbes, 11.72. Sarah Davitella, 11.58. I mean, the top of the lineups are toss-ups, but it comes down, in my opinion, to that bottom of the lineup, and then the doubles. I mean, the doubles options for both of these teams, Johnson and Altick at the bottom versus Mora and Scotty, could very well decide this match uh, because, you know, the top twos are going to be battled. The teams of Jones and Sanford nationally rank uh, in the teams they are playing, uh, the number two position for UCLA. I mean, it's it's just bad, you know, in Abby Forbes. Uh, th- that's just a, it's going to be really freaking good matches. Uh, so, I would say, doubles point-wise, as good as Davitella and Graham have looked, and they're going to need all of their skills, just the overwhelming power of Jada Hart, Alicia Bolton at one doubles, number two team in the country. They played together last year as well and had tons of success uh, at the number two position, the continuity. I think they're a favorite at one doubles. I think UNC, the teams of Jones and Sanford, just given the stage, uh, Abby Forbes, a freshman, I, I would give the fact that Sanford, senior, Jones, junior, slight edge to the Tar Heels. And then three doubles really is a toss-up. I know Johnson and Altic played really well last year uh, as well uh, in their matches together, but uh, you know, both of these teams have had success at the bottom of the lineup in doubles all weekend long. It's a toss-up. It's going to come down to three doubles. Mora, Scotty, Altic, Johnson. Mm, I'm going to lean 
Tar Heels for the doubles point, but it could go either way, and I think whoever wins the doubles point probably wins the match because to find a pathway to four singles wins for either of these teams brutally devastating. Now, by UTR, uh, Carolina is a favorite at the four through uh, three through six singles positions. Mora Hart is listed as a toss-up. Mora only .03 uh, above Hart, but you know I think Jada Hart, just given her experience, given how dominant she's looked this week, Cameron Mora has been close to taking a loss earlier in the week uh, in her match against Duke. Mora is up seven six four two unfinished, but you know she's top 10 player in the country, but Jada Hart uh, has been there as well. I probably am leaning Hart in that one. But then the bottom of the lineup, that's where things get interesting. Scotty, Altic, toss-up, you, you know, for UNC, McKenna Jones is a must-have. She's a .3 favorite. Scotty, Altic, by the way, Elizabeth Scotty, .7 favorite by UTR, the largest favorite on the board here. McKenna Jones, .35 favorite. Ali Sanford, .27 favorite. That's where the recipe is for the Tar Heels. Take the doubles point and get three of the matches at three, four, five, and six. One and two are going to be a battle. Those players, you know, the combination of Bolton and Forbes, Davitella, or Graham Davitella, those are toss-ups. Like it really just depends which player plays better on the given day. No, you know, no inclinations one way or the other. Yeah, I, I am leaning Jada Hart at UCLA, but I do see the pathway for UNC doubles, four, five, and six. I think Sasha Vagramov comes in red hot, so that's definitely a match UCLA can take. One is a toss-up. I mean, Gordon uh, really worked her way back against Alicia Bolton, but indoors, uh, I think conditions favor Bolton plenty, although Alexa Graham, again, that, that's just two hard hitters. I'm going to lean Tar Heels 4-3. I'm going to say they get the doubles point. I'm going to say Scotty and Jones wins, and then they just need to find one of oh, But the thing is, UCLA could really— It's going to go 4-3. 4-3 either way. I'll just make a pick. Tar Heels are going to take the doubles point. They're going to take three—they're going to take four singles. They're going to take five singles. And then I think Abby Forbes is phenomenal, but I just think Sarah Davitella, she's a senior. She's just so many different ways she can attack you. There's a world where Forbes hits her off the court, but there's Davitella is going to scratch and claw her way in that match. She wants another national championship as a senior. I'm going to say she clinches, wins the indoors MVP, Tar Heels win 4-3. Uh, but that match is going to be so exciting, and it kicks off, by the way, 11 a.m. Central Time, noon Eastern. Hopefully, you all join us on the play site live stream. Uh, but there were a ton of other fun matches yesterday. I just want to talk about them real quick. NC State, one of the... Uh, biggest uh, best performers of the standout teams in my opinion of the weekend so far uh they they complete their action with a 4-1 win over number three georgia look they beat a very good princeton team 4-0 princeton just knocking off pepperdine 4-0 as well today so that win appreciates in value and then they really took it to this georgia team they've got two uh nationally ranked doubles teams at the top of their lineup that always helps three of the top 50 players uh in the in the country at the top three singles positions this acc by the way looks so impressive you look at our winners on the day it wasn't just the Wolfpack, who by the way uh in their match here they win the doubles point against georgia and then get wins. Alana Smith at one over Katarina Jokic, six and three. Adriana Remy, number 30 player in the country, four and three over Marta Gonzalez. And then Lexi Corbella at four, two and one. And that's really going to be the question for them is can they find the right recipe at the four through six singles position to compete with the Dukes, the UNCs of the world. Uh, but it wasn't just the Wolfpack winning. Florida State, four, two winners over in an all ACC battle against Georgia Tech. 
uh, that matchup, uh, one we're going to see again in the year in this instance, Florida State uh, loses the doubles point but gets wins uh, at the three through six singles positions, that sort of depth. I just talked about the depth questions for NC State. It's going to be a battle for, you know, I think the Tar Heels uh, probably a class above everyone else. Duke, you know, by results here, probably earned that distinction of being just a notch beneath them. But Florida State, Georgia Tech uh, competing right up there and in the battle for a top 16 seed, maybe even a top 8 seed come NCAAs, how those ACC conference matches go, are going to be critical to watch because not it's not just these four teams. There were six ACC teams here this weekend. The other ACC team that was a winner yesterday, uh, the Virginia Cavaliers, who lost their first two matches, 4-2 against Georgia, 4-2 against Pepperdine. They won the doubles point in both of those matches, and that's the big takeaway for the Cavaliers is they're going to need doubles points if they want to upset some of those other uh, ACC conference foes, and they got it again here against Arizona State. 6-1 win at 3-7-5 win at 1. Uh, and then the question is, you know, Natasha Subash at Virginia, sensational freshman, number t- 21 in the country right now. She gets a 2-3 and three win over Hotting. Uh, but where are the other points going to come from? Amber O'Dell has re- looked really good this week at 3 singles. She gets a 3-set win over Teresa Kalarova. Uh, and then it was Sophia Munera in this one with the clinch 2-6-7-5-6-2. Uh, but that is the question for the Cavaliers. Their singles depth probably not quite as good as those other four teams I mentioned, but still fantastic results for them. Fantastic week for Princeton, by the way, who get two wins on the weekend. They've already beaten Washington, USC, and Northwestern in the buildup to here after losing that 4-0 match to NC State. 4-0 wins over both Arizona State and Pepperdine. The upset of the day, uh, the number one player for Princeton, Brianna Schwetz, taking out Ashley Leahy in straight sets, 6-4, 6-4. Leahy was in control of that second set. Schwetz works her way back, just really handled the power of Leahy with ease. It was indoors, but fantastic result for Princeton, who has looked good in doubles all week, and they, you know, kind of rock Pepperdine, who really has to ask some questions of their doubles lineup. They have not looked good in doubles, didn't win a point there all weekend long. Uh, but for Princeton, it was where are they going to get their wins, and they got the fact that they won, I believe it was uh, three first sets and took care of business in all of those matches. Zoe Howard, the number 71 player in the country, 4-3 and three over Imachkine, Grace Joyce, 6-0-7-6 over Astrid Olsen. That's the veteran guile you need if you're going to make a deep run in May, and this Princeton team has showed it all weekend long. Our last two night matches, Texas taking on Ohio State. Uh, They knocked off Ohio State. I believe it was 4-3 that match. They they take the doubles point. Uh, they get wins at the two and three positions. But of course, Ohio State used to dropping the doubles point. They race back three singles wins at three, four, and five. Uh, there was an interesting incident. Uh, Mary Beth Hurley had to retire five three. Didn't really get to see it, so I don't want to speculate. Uh, but that got Texas on their second point, and then it was the Tarotis up top. Anna Tarotti dominant all weekend long. A dark horse candidate for most valuable player just sheer based on sheer results. One and zero over Isabel Boulez, and then Bianca Tarotti, her sister, getting it done over Shiori Fukuda, 6-2-6-3. And then our last match last night on our broadcast court, my Michigan Wolverines knock out Illinois 4-0. They avoid that, or 4-1, excuse me, they avoid that dreaded triple crown. U of M taking the doubles point, getting a 6-1 win at 2-7-5 at 1. And then it was Hammond, Lommer, and uh, Olivia Jones who clinched it after the Wolverines took five of six first sets. But moving forward, if you're Illinois uh, head coach, you you do keep in mind a lot of those sets were three all, four all, five all. I think it was five of the six first sets. Yeah, advancing to seven five or greater. Uh, so you're right in there if you're Illinois. This conference foe, uh, you know, top 
three, Illinois, Michigan, Ohio State. It's going to be a battle all year for supremacy. Uh, that's what we saw at the IT. There were, obviously, Championship Mondays things. I'm not going to get to talk about them in depth, but just to let you know who all of our winners were. Uh, in Dallas, Yuri Rodionov, sensational week, capped off with a title over Dennis Kudla, 7-5-7-6-12-10 in that breaker. That was a fantastic ending. I know Mike C. Tennis on the call talked about how great Rodionov looked all week. He had got the chance to sit down and interview him for the ATP Challenger site, so be sure to go give that a look to learn more about that event. Haven't had the chance to see it on livestream.com backslash ATP, but I will be sure to check it out when we are done here. ATP-wise, Galeo Monfils, 7563 champion in Montpellier over Vashik Pospisil in the final. Christian Guerin comes back from a, a down a set for the third match in a row. 2-6-6-4-6 love over the number one seed, Diego Schwartzman. Uh, this, getting it out here now, I'm not the only person who says this. Uh, I think it was a different Alex. I don't remember this one on Twitter who mentioned it yesterday. There are a bunch of us, but Christian Guerin, three finals last year on clay. Title here to stop, start off his clay court season. This is a guy uh, who is going to make noise at the French Open, so be ready for that. In Punai, I mentioned already yesterday, you're Vesley, a champion there. Uh, real quickly, in Midland, there was a walkover in the final. Shelby Rogers gets the win after Kelnina has to withdraw. Uh, hopefully, we get the chance to see Shelby Rogers next week in Lexington because there are a bunch of WTA events going on too next week in, uh, on the WTA level, St. Petersburg and Thailand on the ATP side, uh, I believe. Uh, two, uh, three events, uh, one ATP 500 in Rotterdam, the 250 New York Open, the 250 Argentina Open. And then on the challenger note, our friends at Top Notch, their Cleveland challenger, second year in a row. Unfortunately, we're not going to be there because fortunately we're going to be in Lexington. But that's going to be a really fun event to monitor. But for now, want to uh, we have a match to call, so I'm going to go do that. Shout out, as always, to our friends at Aerobar at Diadem promo codes for each of them respectively Cracked 30 and CR50 a shout out to our super producers Max Ligner and Daniel Westoff I have kept them busy with the job to do that they always do so really appreciate the effort they do but one last time for our friends at Diadem and Aerobar for our super producers Max Ligner and Daniel Westoff and from our entire teams at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network I'm your host Alex Gruskin you know what we say that's the break and we'll see you tomorrow thanks everyone